Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. Today I want to talk to you all about how you look at your vision and how you conquer it. And so I've, I've titled today's message, Divide and Conquer. As I said earlier, if you have a vision and it seems easily achievable, you might need to rethink it. Because if it's easily achievable by your own merits and by your own talent and, and your own works, then, uh, then it's, 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 there's no room for God. So if you will, meet me over in the Old Testament, uh, 2 Chronicles 20, 15. Thank you. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Thank you. King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours but God's as we pursue our God given vision. I'm just going to tell you right off the front on the rip, right from the beginning, you will face some opposition. It's designed that way. Anytime you set out to do something good for God, you all know our spiritual adversary is not happy. As a matter of fact, he assembles his army to distract you. Uh, they're, they're warring, they're, they're practicing, they're rehearsing, they're ready for you. So as soon as you step out on faith, write your vision and make it plain and step out to pursue it, they are ready to attack you. But I want to tell you something, uh, when you're on this path of pursuing your vision, vision, I want to encourage you this morning to let you know that when you can't do, when it seems like it's impossible, I want you to do what is possible and let God work on the impossible, okay? That's what I want to focus on. And if I look at this story here that I'm going to share with you all about this great king, Jehoshaphat, you will see that he was in a moment where what seemed impossible in his eyes was very possible for the Lord. And I'm going to share that with you. And we're going to use his illustration to kind of walk you through dividing and conquering what God has prepared for you in the form of a vision. The first thing I want to share with you today is when it seems impossible, you ought to pray. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, it's, it's, it's a wonderful story. Here's what happened. Jehoshaphat, uh, uh, Jehoshaphat was a king who had taken over from his father's reign, Asa. And, and, and so, so Jehoshaphat is, is in a place where he's, he's trying to reestablish Deuteronomy law. He's in a place where he's trying to 
reestablish holiness within the church, he, within the temple. He's in a place where he's trying to get some order restored in this place. Uh, he's making alliances that he shouldn't make. And all of a sudden, he comes up to a point where he had just established, watch this, he's moving toward reestablishing the kingdom, he's, re, he's moving toward uh, getting some law and order back in place, he's moving toward uh, bringing God's holiness back into the people, and, and he does that. He's, he establishes judges in all of these different territories. He sends out teachers of the law in all of these different towns. He, he sends out Levites and priests in all of these different areas. And as soon as he's in a place where he's establishing and achieving a vision of, of restoring his people, all of a sudden there's an attack. He receives news. The Bible says this. Watch this. The Bible says, after this, the armies of the Moabites, after this means after he'd established everything, after he put these judges everywhere, after he had the priests and, the, and, and all of these other people assembled, after this, the armies of the Moabites, the Ammonites, and some of the Meonites declared war against Jehoshaphat. And messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hezazan Tamar. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and he begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all of the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. He was terrified. Do you know why he was terrified? He was outnumbered. He had three different groups of people ready to tear down, destroy him, tear him apart. He was terrified. He knew that he didn't stand a chance against these armies. He was terrified. And I can imagine in that moment, Jehoshaphat saying, Lord, I've, I've come, I've, I've received the reign to be the fourth king of Judah. I'm, I'm trying to follow what my dad did. I'm trying to do it even better. I'm trying to reestablish our people. And all of a sudden, we got a group, these groups of armies coming up against us that we don't stand a chance at a, a conquering. Lord, we need you right now. And here's what I want to say to you, my brothers and sisters. You will write your vision. You will make it plain. God has implanted in each and every single soul in this room a vision so big that the world will be affected by its power. God has implanted within you that may happen for generations to come a vision so big that it seems impossible to your earthly self. God has implanted in each of us a message that the world can benefit from. God has given us something special and once we realize that when we write it down and make it plain and then proclaim it to the world we are going to be under attack by armies that seem to be overpowering us we're going to be attacked by armies that seem stronger than us we're going to come against opposition that is set to destroy us and break down what God has called us to do but I want to encourage you what happened the very first thing that Jehoshaphat did was when it seemed impossible he did what he prayed and it didn't stop there. As I said to you all, anytime there was focused prayer, there was also what? Fasting. 
any time, and this is why we're fasting now, because we're in a place, in a season of focused prayer. They stopped what they were doing, and they started fasting. When you are in pursuit of God's God-given vision, you will face moments of uncertainty. But you need to stop what you're doing immediately and pray and fast. Even if it's just for 24 hours, you need to fast. Focus on what you're praying about. Don't get worried. Don't get terrified pray and then wait for God to answer before you do anything see here's what happens we pray and then we keep it moving wait for a response because you might move in the wrong direction wait for God to say move because you might move prematurely and end up getting killed by the Ammonites the Moanites the Haterites the so-called you know what I mean Wait for God to say move so that you can move in the direction to which he's calibrated your spiritual compass to move. Don't move prematurely. You could end up dead. I want to tell you something. There will be moments while you pursue your vision. Moments of terror. There's going to be moments where you feel unqualified to pursue the vision that God has given you. And I just want to encourage you. That's the best place to be. There are going to be moments when you feel weak from the vision that God has given you. I'm not strong enough to do that thing. That's the best place to be because God says where you are weak, I am strong. There are moments where you pursue your vision, you're going to feel lonely, but God says, don't worry, I am a friend in need. And I just want to encourage you, any of that negative stuff that the enemy says or tries to put up on you while you pursue your video is nothing but lies. Your vision is nothing but lies. But God says, I got you. All you have to do is step out. But it begins with prayer. If you're not communicating with God, how will you know what he wants you to do? It begins with prayer and a focused prayer, which requires a bit of fasting. But, 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 but I'm not going to stop there. Do like Jehoshaphat. When you are feeling terror, when you are feeling inadequate, when you are feeling unqualified, this is what Jehoshaphat did. He prayed, he fasted, and this is the part that many of us miss. He activated an army of prayer warriors. The Bible tells us right here, watch what happens. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. But what does it say before that? He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. He didn't pray alone. He called folk, hey, listen, there's something going on. I need you all to touch and agree with me in prayer about these things. We are facing a big old army, not one, not two, but three armies that have definitely uh, decided to come at us and destroy us. As a matter of fact, they're just on the other side of the Dead Sea. We need everybody praying. This is why I encourage Mosaic Church to join me in corporate prayer. Wednesdays on our prayer call. This is why I encourage Mosaic Church to join me monthly in a corporate prayer with three other churches. Why? Because if all of us are coming together in prayer about the same attack that the enemy is throwing at us, here's, there's no way in the world he can defeat what God is bringing us, building up. If we come together corporately, there is nothing the devil can do that can distract us, destroy us, hurt us in any way. The stronger we are together, the better we are to win the victory. So I encourage this corporate prayer. Here's the second thing I want to share with you all. First thing, when it is impossible, pray. Second thing, do what is possible and let God do the impossible. Here's the thing. There are things within your vision you can do today 
There are things within the vision God has given you that you can do today. Uh, perhaps God has given you a vision to start a nonprofit that would bless single women or, 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 or to bless families. I don't know whatever the vision God has given you. And you're like, I don't have any money. I don't have a building. I don't have resources. I've never written a grant before. You have a whole lot of I don't have a whole lot of negative. God says, well, what do you have? You take what you got and let me pour my stuff on it and watch it grow. Do what you can do. I've given you the tools to at least get started, at least get started, at least step out, at least take the first step, and then let me do the rest. Do what is possible. Do whatever you can within your realm of expertise, but let me do the stuff that seems impossible. That's where I shine best. That is what I am known for. As a matter of fact, it's on my resume to perform miracles. You've got to step out and do what seems impossible and let God do the impossible, but do what is possible within your means. Watch this. Second Chronicles 20, 15 through 17. Bear with me. That's a lot of scripture. And I know y'all get sleepy. So I'm going to read it. It's only two actually, but we're going to go through it. The spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jahaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaniah, son of Jeel, son of Mataniah, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. I love the fact that he didn't just call out the people when he prophesied. He says, people, y'all listen, but hold on, King, you're not excluded from what I'm about to say. He said, listen, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Exclamation point means I mean that. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army for the battle is not yours, but God's. Let me, can I, can I just put my finger right there and pause real quick, right? There's a pause button there. I want to tell y'all something. When you are on this journey of pursuing your God-given vision, watch this. Ooh, this is really good. Do not be discouraged because what did I just say? Your God-given vision. Don't be discouraged when you face trials of any kind because it's not your vision anyway. It's God's vision to give himself glory, but he's using you to do it. Do not be discouraged if it seems impossible. It's God's vision for you to glorify him. Do it. He says, tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even, you will not need to even fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you. O people of Judah and Jerusalem and Mosaic Church, do not be afraid or discouraged. Go against them tomorrow for the Lord is with you. Pursue your vision. Do not be afraid. Let it seem impossible. As a matter of fact, when it seems impossible, that's a praise moment because I know if it's impossible, God can do the impossible. If it seems unachievable, hallelujah, I'm on the right track because this is the opportunity and the moment that God gets the glory this is his vision I'm a part of his vision and his mission use me God that's a praise moment so you're saying don't worry don't be afraid the battle is not mine the vision is not mine it's the Lord's and and here's here's the part about it what could they do 
Well, all they had to do, according to scripture, is just go. He said, just show up. That's all I'm saying. Just show up. You ain't got to put no armor on. I'm not asking you to put no oil on. Just go. Just show up. Do what you all were going to do. Go like you were getting ready to go into battle. Matter of fact, just go. I'm not saying bring your weapons, but just go. And that's what they could do. That's what was possible for them is just beginning the motion and the movement to go. And some of us, it's simple as this, writing down the vision. Some of us, the vision that God has given to us, it begins there. The Bible is clear about it. If we can write it down and make it plain, it says in Habakkuk 2, write it down, make it plain. It's for a future time. That's vision is that he's talking about. So if we can write it down and see it hanging up on our walls and look at it every day, make it as the back screen on our phone. So when we answer the phone, the first thing we see is the vision that God has given us. And it it should cause us uh, and spark a spirit in us to pray about the vision that God has given us us whatever it is write it down look at it every day uh, the bible is very clear about that and, and and what we need to do is is watch this what we ought to do is when we write these visions down making sure we're praying over and, and everything do what we can what can i do as i look at this vision what can i do where i'm at right now with what i have and god is saying if you just start there let me take care of the rest Maybe it's just updating your resume for that dream career you want. Maybe it's just researching the starting point. Many of us have great visions. How do I know I've talked to y'all? Y'all have told me stuff. I'm like, yo, that'll be great. You should do it. You've got to take the first step. God wants some skin in the game. And you've got to do it just by taking the first step, whatever that is. I don't know what it is for you personally, but for them, it was actually taking that step. Watch this. This is the part I love. Here's the third thing you ought to do, and this is the final point, and we're done here. So you have to, number one, when it seems impossible, pray. You've got to do that. Second thing, do what is possible and let God do the impossible. Third and final thing you ought to do, watch this. Is keep working and don't quit. Keep keep working and don't quit. I know that sounds just like, oh, that ain't even that deep, Pastor B. That's just, that's, you know, that's just, that's just whatever. Here's what happened. I just want to tell y'all what happened. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. So that night, Jehoshaphat assembled everybody. They had church. Really. He assembled his community. Jehoshaphat sat up there, he stood up there, he dropped a sermon or two, said some things, encouraged them, got them going, got them riled up. He prayed, they fasted, they continued to fast. The next morning, everybody assembled themselves, they got together. What happened next? Well, they went. But watch what happens before they went. When you're going into battle, your front line is typically a strong group of guys. I'm not, I'm not a vet. But, but I've, I've played some video games and I like war movies. Okay? And so from what I know about video games and war movies, you got your strong bunch of guys in the front. Because you want to take down as much of territory as you can. You want to take as much of their army out as possible. So you got your strong warriors up front. Watch what Jehoshaphat did because of the prophecy he received. He put the worship team up front. 
He assembled the worship team and the priests on the front line. He says, y'all start praising. Watch what happened the minute they started praising. While they were praising and marching toward the battle, God began to have the enemy fight amongst themselves, killing each other. They didn't even know what was going on. Jehoshaphat and his crew had no idea that God had already begun working things out on their behalf. So by the time they got to where the war was supposed to take place, everybody was dead all they had to do was pick up the pieces grab the treasure and keep on moving and claim the territory good God I'm preaching this morning and so God is saying here's the vision Go, do it, forget the opposition. I'm already working things out on your behalf. All you've got to do is just keep on moving. If you're fancy with it, you can moonwalk all the way to it. I don't care, just get to it. I'm working things out on your behalf. All you got to do is just know that I'm working for you. That's all I got. That's it. Oh, oh, is it really it? No, it's not it. Here's what happens. Real talk, this is really good. This is what happens. That one little section of the Bible, chapter 17, 18, 19, and 20, is all we really know about Jehoshaphat. He made some bad decisions. But you know what the Bible says in the end? In his 25 years of reigning as the king, he was a good king. Did his kids always do the right thing? No. Matter of fact, the next king would make some very poor decisions and have people idol worshiping. But his generation and his lineage survived all of the mess because the setup was already in place to fulfill whose vision? God's vision. It was never about Jehoshaphat. It was all about God receiving the glory. It was never about Asa, his dad. It was all about God receiving the glory. It wasn't even about his knucklehead son who had people idol worshiping. It was all about, in the end, God getting the glory. God said, I can take that mess of idol worshiping and turn it around and get these people back on track so once again, I can get the glory. And here's what I want to tell you. While you are pursuing your God-given vision, if you somehow get off track there will be a big red sign blinking says detour detour to get you back on track God has something in you called a GPS it's a God positioning system so whenever you are off track your God positioning system will recalibrate to connect with his vision for your life somebody received that this morning wow The moment that they started singing God's praise in route toward their destiny, God was already working on their behalf. Can I give y'all something to go home with today? Come on, praise team. We're we done right here. Come on. Listen. When opposition comes, don't put your best warriors up front. Assemble your worship team. Oh, you need to start singing praise. I don't care if you can't sing a note. I don't care if you don't know a gospel song. You better hum one. You better hum something. You better hum so God can hear it. You better moan and groan so God can hear it. When you are facing opposition on the road to discovery of your vision and destiny, you better start praising him. Oh, yes, I love opposition. Because James reminded me when we face challenges of any kind, oh, we need to rejoice. James told us that this was the brother of Jesus. He says when you face challenges, 
challenges of any kind. Count it all joy. Why? Because we know that God is working on the other side of the opposition for our victory. Oh, we need to be praising while we're moving toward it. We need to be praising when we face opposition. We need to be praising with each level that we conquer. We need to be praising with each uh, know that we get. We need to be praising when we hear the haters say stuff about us. We need to be praising anytime uh, the door is closed because we know a bigger and greater door is going to open. We need to be praising while we pursue God's vision for our lives. Here's my final scripture. And I'm done. Matthew 19, 26. I love this. These are the words of Jesus Christ himself. Matthew 19, 26, if you have your Bible. Watch this. And I'll explain what was happening. 19, 26. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, humanly speaking, it is impossible But with God, everything, everything, (laughs) everything is possible. And what he was saying in that moment, he was describing how it is impossible for a rich man to make it into heaven. It would be easier to squeeze a camel through the eye of a needle than it would be for a rich man to get to heaven. And And the disciples said, well, God... Well, is, is, is that even possible? Is it possible for anybody to make it? And the answer to that is, Pastor B, is it possible for me to achieve this, this impossible vision? Is it, imp- is it possible for me to do everything God has called me to do? And the answer is, yes, everything, everything is possible through God who strengthens us. Work as if all depends on you, but my brothers and sisters pray as if it all depends on God. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with with others, our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.